Good evening, folks. This is Stephen Knight's show. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday. And hopefully it'll be a little bit better for you. Tonight, Tonight we, are we are back, back with, with the latest sports, sports fashion, fashion movie reviews and, of course, the best in music out there. And tonight, tonight we welcome a very talented singer, rapper, he's on a radio show. He's an actor. He's Raheem, and he is here with us tonight. Raheem, 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 Brazil. I guess I copied some everything, you know, Big Day and Jay-Z released their surprise album. Talking about just craziness that's going on with the immigrant children being taken away from there. Families, just a whole lot. Me and Chicago went down in hot topics.
Hey, what's up? This is Kima, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Make sure you check out that Love Me Back. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Chicken, how's it going? Brother, I'm A-OK. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Me and you are holding down high topics today, so do what we do. I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't scared either. <laughs> so um, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. Um, I, I, I actually, my weekend started on Wednesday. Um, I stopped. Wednesday was my last day at work, and then we went on like a little press, little tour for Mercy. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, that's the part that I love going around, meeting people, and shaking hands, and mm-hmm. talking about what I love to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My weekend was cool. I had um, actually two friends in town. Aaron, you know, our Aaron, he he's here. So I hung out with him on Saturday. The mother homeboy, he was here for his birthday. So uh, okay. we we got to hang out, and uh, it was funny. Um, you know, Father's Day was this weekend. Um, I hope you had a good weekend, despite all that. I know you know you lost your father um, not yeah, too long yeah, ago. I did. Good, I did. good, good. Well, I got my dad a um, a Echo, right? Uh, um, for Amazon. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so I sent it to him, and he was like, "You could just send me ten dollars." <laughs> he's not a technical. <laughs> he's not a technical person at all. He's not technical at all. And so, but I wanted him. I'm trying to get him because I think once he gets set up, he will like it. But yeah. he doesn't have yeah, Wi-Fi. It's so, it's so convenient. I think it scares a lot of people, though. Yeah. It was funny because he, he got it Saturday. So him and his friends called me trying to figure out how to plug it up. <laughs> and then I talked to him on Sunday. He said, I think I need something called Wi-Fi. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I told him when I come home in August for his birthday, I'm going to get it all set up for him. Get him his Wi-Fi nice. and all that. He'll show him. So nice. anyway. Shout out to all the uh, fathers, fathers out there. Hope you all had a great uh, Father's Day. All right. Well, our question of the day is: Is there any decision in your life that you would like to change? Any decision? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say no, because I'm a firm believer, and I say this all the time to people: the path has already been laid. The course that you're going to take has already been spoken for you, right. and I believe that we do things for a specific reason. Um, and I, I don't want to get into my whole, you know, theories of life, but I believe that we're predestined to do certain things. And I do believe that uh, we're predestined to be in a, on a certain path. So no. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, good or bad, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. all our own little story, our own, you know, you know, our journey to take. Cause, so, cause, because yeah. honestly, what, what, what we consider, well, what, what I turned it around, what people consider bad or, or bad moments, I consider them teaching lessons. It's, it's a moment for education. It's yeah. something that you're supposed to learn. That is true. That is true. I agree. I agree with that. Some people, they had some actual things that they uh, commented on on uh, a Facebook page. Some people said, uh, let's see, dropping their child off at their relatives. I'm sure there's more to that story. Mm-hmm. Someone said moving to another state at 21. Um, someone said not saving a certain amount of money by now. Someone said those cakes and donuts, now I'm paying for it at the gym. <laughs> One girl said it was too personal, but she wished she could tell. And someone else oh. said too many to count. Wow. But yeah, I do think that, I mean, like you said, there's, it's a learning lesson. It's uh, um it's a teaching moment, so hopefully nothing too traumatizing happens from it that you can't bounce back or, you know. 
But anyway, tweet us at Stephen I Show SHO and let us know uh, is there anything that you'd like to change, um, if you could. All right, hot topic. So everyone's been talking about this on the news and in the uh, media about the uh, the children of immigrant families um, being torn from their family being torn from their families and put into government facilities on the U.S. borders. Now, this has been a policy that's been in place for years, but no Democratic or Republican attorney, I mean, uh, president has has implemented because this could happen, families being broken up. But, uh, of course, 45, he put in his zero tolerance policy, a crimi- criminally um, charging people who cross the border illegally. Now, a lot of them are coming over here because of this, all the violence that's happening where they live. So they're trying to make, you know, of course, uh, seek refuge and asylum by coming to um, coming to America. Uh, but the United States says uh, Trump says the United States will not be a migrant a migrant camp, and it won't be a refuge holding facility. Have you seen the – well, also a lot of people think that um, he's using this as a bargaining tool to get the Democrats to, uh, to cave in on immigration demands that has already been placed. Because he's saying that – everyone's saying that he can change this easily, but he's saying it's not for him to change. It's up to the Democrats. Have you been seeing the footage? What are your thoughts? I, I put a post up today. Um because uh, Oprah, first thing this morning, Auntie Oprah put mm-hmm. up a video asking everyone to watch the broadcast yeah. that Gail was going to do on CBS. So I, you know, I supported and I retweet, I, I reposted that, and I um, put a put, you know, like a little blip on that. But and I was waiting to talk on tonight's show about it. Right. So um, what I see are children that look like they're in animal pens. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. Yep. Uh, children are crying for their parents. You separated, you know, the parents from the children. And this is no different than a concentration camp. What's the difference? Right. Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Um, I, I had a, um, a Japanese uh, professor um, at one point, and he didn't teach class one day, and he basically broke down what it was like during the time, you know, like soon after Pearl Harbor, before we went to war, and um, he was saying that how Japanese-Americans were put into concentration camps um, here in the United States. It was basically just like big pens with a bunch of people in it, and they were just detaining them and holding them there and treating them like animals just simply because they happened to be Japanese-Americans, and they Americans didn't know who to trust as far as who the enemy was. Right. Because if, automatically, if you're Japanese, then you're an enemy. And I don't see much difference in this. You know, these immigrants are coming here. Last time I checked, this was called the melting pot, or has that changed? Mm-hmm. Has right. it? Has it's it changed? A land, just a land of, of immigrants, a land of immigrants. <laughs> Why do you think the Statue of Liberty is there? Right. She's right. there to greet the immigrants. That's why she's there. Yep. Yep. The reason that George Washington and his homies came across here because they wanted to be free from England. They were immigrants. They're not from mm-hmm. here. No one is from here except the American Indian. And what exactly. happened to the American Indians? Right. I'm just saying. Colonizers, right. But um So you who know, is he to do this? Like it, seriously. Yeah. It's horrible. And then and then watch they've had a lot of press conferences over the weekend and today and the people speaking, the woman over 
um, who's kind of taken the lead with this under his administration, she has no, it was like no emotion. You know, I don't no, like her face. Yeah, it's just I don't like, like her face. no one cares. There's no humanity. And um, and they're trying to act like they do have it, but they don't. You can tell it. You can tell there's no emotion. Even they, I was watching coverage on CNN, and they had, um, you know, when they have the, the um, press, um, what's it called, press announcement, whatever, um, and the, the reporters are there to answer, ask questions. And, and they were saying that they just have no, there's no compassion behind what's going on. And it's not, that's not how you treat humans. Like you said, there have been stories of people um, and and Kids live. I'm um, staying in cages. Um, families being broken up all over all over the country. Like kids, little kids. One lady did. So, so they, they took the baby from her when she was breastfeeding. Oh my God. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how much of the audience out there has ever had the displeasure of having the silver bracelets put on you. Mm-hmm. Mostly, if you're African American and you're male and you're listening to this. You kind of know what I'm talking about. Right, right. So from from that moment when those bracelets get put on you, it instantly changes you because now you're shackled. Mm-hmm. And it kind of connects you to your ancestors and how they might have felt being pinned, pinned or right. trapped mm-hmm. or, or like just caged before you're caged pretty much. Right. So can yep. you imagine being a child, being with your parents? And, and to me – when I was a kid, my parents were my superheroes. Of course, so yeah. they could do anything. They were going to save me from any kind of evil that came. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine a child who's looking at their parents go through the same thing that they're going through and then separated, and you don't know what's going on? Can you imagine a five-year-old kid trying to trying – to, they're scarred for life. They are. They said this is already um, – this is child abuse, really, because yeah, it is. Are, they're already traumatized by leaving their country. And then now they're leaving the only people they really know, their parents. You know what I mean? And it's like the psychological effect of what can happen when a child is taken away from their parents, you know, at such a young age. People need – they need their parents. They need their parents. Yeah. I was watching one story. This man, he um, was fleeing um, with his wife and their three kids. He had their three kids. And he couldn't he, – he's staying in a, in a sanctuary in Mexico because he can't come over here because he's already deported. So he allowed his wife and the kids to go thinking they could get asylum. And so um, they end up moving. I don't know what state it is, but they're far out, um, far out. And, he, you know, they had, he didn't have a good signal where he is, but he's been trying to FaceTime them. Finally, he got his 13-year-old, who's his oldest. The young kids don't even want to talk to him because they think that it's his fault why they're all um, wow. this trauma and why they're being um, broken up. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's so heartbreaking. It is. But you know, every dog has its day. There's going to be some kind of hell to pay for this. Yep. And the hell that I hope that doesn't happen is that the whole country gets affected by this madness. Right. I don't yep. want all of us to have to pay for this sin that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, Laura Bush has spoken out against this. Uh, Michelle Obama, she retweeted um, what uh, – Laura Bush said, and she, you know, made her remarks, and then Hillary Clinton actually has spoken up. So three former uh, first ladies have spoken up. Now, Laura Bush never jumps into politics, but just watching it, she said that she had to say something. Mm-hmm. She had to release a statement. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. I don't want uh, FBI at my door. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. You know, at, at at one point in time in history, you know, the people 
finally got fed up enough to have a revolution, mm-hmm. and they stormed the castle, or yep. they stormed you know the the mansion. At what point are we going to get sick and tired of his shenanigans that we actually put our foot down and physically do something about it? Yeah. Because it's going too far. It is. is When he now turns on American children and American families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, what I said today, well, the tail end of what I said today, we're only a hop, skip, jump away from us being back in slavery. That's true. That's true. All he has to do is say the word, and it's done. Mm-hmm. And and at this climate, we're seeing a lot of people that they'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, see these real mm-hmm. supporters come out. Anyway, well, our, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with these families, and you know, I just hope it all turns around. You know, very quickly, very quickly. All right. Well, to another subject that's not as um, traumatic. Uh, Jay Z and Beyonce broke the internet once again. Um, they they released a surprise album um, that they're saying crushed a lot of people <laughs> because they say in the album Jay and Bay uh, talk they talk junk the whole album that's directed to a few of their bullets at Kanye West. Um, they shut down the buzz because everyone was excited. Nas had an album that dropped Friday, but they say they shut shut down the buzz for that. And of course Kim Kardashian, who they apparently always take jabs at on Twitter. Um, and so they said that it kind of just sabotaged everything that was going on. Have you heard the album? What are your thoughts on them releasing this surprise album? <clears throat> well, last week at work we were talking about because um, I know a lot of fans of them both were, you know, since their first their first uh, show is going to be here in Philadelphia, and I have a mm-hmm. lot of fans at my job, and they were saying that they didn't think that they were going to go because what's the point? They saw the first tour. And the reason that they weren't going to go is because they were going to basically just be singing the same old songs. They saw right. that already. Right. And I was like, well, I said, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce. They're tricky. They're sneaky. I didn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. but I just knew that it wasn't going to be – they just weren't going to be doing it to be doing it. And then, right. boom, here we go, the surprise album. So mm-hmm. now that the album is out, I've heard some of the tracks. And they are coming for people's throats, like they oh, yeah. really are. And they're using their platform to express themselves the best mm-hmm. way that they can. And they do that. They they yeah. they have the formula. They have the formula. They have it. And um, some of the imagery in the video, the one video I saw for Ape S H I T. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's very uh cryptic, and you have to really get into the science of it because it's very cryptic and they are throwing jabs, but you have to pay attention to the imagery to understand what they're talking about. Some of the stuff is playing out, but like Mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to the imagery. So I support it. I say, Hey, go for it. Do you guys? Um, Yeah. Nas, I'm sorry about that. You know, (laughs) dang, wow. Like, yikes. Well, I do think uh, real Nas fans still want to hear what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Um, True, but, but they should have gave him like at least a week to, give you him know. A week or something, yeah. But but this is this was the, this was I heard the issue was I heard that he could not upload his. Why well, he couldn't upload the album? They were making all these he, jabs on Instagram saying that he was didn't know how to work modern technology. <laughs> no, I don't necessarily think that it's that. I mm. think that it could have been part of a master plan. It could have been. Yeah. Because, you know, for a while, 
him and Boss Man didn't speak for years. That's true. Yep. Yep. That is true. So, well, it's interesting. Know. I know um, people were kind of because you know I think the tour is overseas now, and they were saying Europe in Europe, and they were saying how they were shocked. You no know, new music had been released, but one of my friends predicted they were going to release new music before they came over here, and so I guess this is it. This is it. And I love I love the video. I love that they that they're so pro black and pro, you know, using their voice to you know, to speak against the things that are going on in this country and within our community. So I love that. I love that. So. Oh, and in case no one has heard it yet, and you're going to hear it or you're going to get it, I'm letting y'all know now, they nasty. <laughs> they, they talking some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Jane Bay. All right, so uh, Suge Knight, you know, he's in jail right now, um, awaiting trial for murder. His mother passed away Sunday. But it doesn't look like he's going to be able to go to the funeral because the rules are the rules, pretty much. So um, TMZ spoke with L.A. County Sheriff Department, who says Suge can't get his hands on a get-out-of-jail-free get card to attend his mother's funeral. Um, it said just because he is on trial for murder, and that's not someone who would be eligible to, uh, to, you know, to, to get that passed, pretty much. What are your thoughts on that? You know, you got to, like I said about Trump earlier, the, the, the roosters come home to roost. Yeah. All that shenanigans and that buffoonery and that crime, bugging, killing, choking, shooting, all that stuff that he did when he was free and rich, all that sinning he was doing, and I don't mean to get religious, but right. what goes around comes around. That's true. I mean, you never know how it's going to come around. I'm sure in, in his wildest dreams, he never thought that he would be in jail and his mother would pass and he's behind bars and we'd be able to acknowledge that yeah yeah mm. i think you said it best yeah i mean karma is a mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so oh, that has to be tough though let's take a quick break we have a few more hot topics uh heather locker is being treated for um psych evaluation for choking her mom and then find out more about the meek mill case right back after this We're all alone. Nobody knows. It's a little secret. That's how we should keep it. Maybe we've been creeping on the low. No time to waste. It's getting late. Get your bottle deep in. We're supposed to be here. Every time I see you, I 
would we do? I can't help but think about it all the time.
out of my suitcase I'm gonna make a difference Not gonna walk in ignorance Make the world listen I'm gonna leave an imprint Yes, they gonna know I'm here The world is gonna be my stage And when I'm long gone They, they gonna talk about me They gonna read about me I'm gonna leave a legacy A legacy Yes, you and me Gonna make history Is the potential Is the death of me Planet of dead men who live Cause their words live on Though they've been long gone Yes, I know I wanna be like social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also check us out on Apple, I, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Just go to our website, thestevenightshow.com. All right, so um, a source close to – well, Heather Lockler, excuse me, was taken to the hospital, this is TMZ reporting, for a psych evaluation after a family member claimed the actress was threatening to kill herself. Um the, the law enforcement sources tell the tell TMZ that the family member called 911 yesterday afternoon to report that they were concerned about Heather. Uh, they told the Ventura County Fire and Sheriff's Department 
responding to Locklear's home. Now, according to the dispatch audio, the caller claimed Heather was acting erratically and threatening to hurt herself. The caller said Heather was trying to find a gun to shoot herself. Um, she was then transported to the hospital, but the incident was only for medical, not criminal. Now, TMZ wrote the story back in February that Heather uh, was arrested for felony domestic violence against her boyfriend. Now, during the arrest, she allegedly threatened to shoot police officers if they returned to her home. Uh, TMZ, pretty much. She um, she got off on that on those charges. But they were saying with this um, issue, the 56-year-old was agitated all day, so her parents came to her home, and when they got there, she got violent, choking her mother and hitting her father, and that's when they called oh, the police. Wow. Yeah. Now, she's been in and out of trouble for a while. A lot of people are saying it's mental, it might be mental health. She might be depressed. Um, what are your thoughts? So if you go back in years and, and, and love Heather, Melville's Place was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, going back, all the way back, she was the first Tommy Lee girl, not mm-hmm. Pam Anderson. She was right. the first Tommy Lee girl. So she has an edge to her. In order for her to even deal with that dude, she had to have an edge to her. And even after him, she got with Richie Sambora, which is who's another rocker. So she has that in her. She's one of those girls, and please, no one take offense, but, you know, that trailer park girl who's beautiful and made it, but she still has that those ratchet beginnings. Right. She, she, she's one of them kind of girls. And... Pamela Anderson, too. She has that in her, too. But, you know, they clean up nice. They made, you know, a career for themselves in Hollywood, and they became, you know, starlets. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as she's aging, the roles don't come as well. And it, she's been known or on record to have, you know, been um, abusing alcohol yeah. here and there. You know, she's, mm-hmm. she's had a couple DUIs. Um, she's been to jail a couple times. I think that that's getting to her. I think that's a depressing thing. You know, you're aging, your looks change. Um, she's not working as much, so I'm sure finance is an issue. Um, and I'm sure at some point it has to do with your person, like desirability and, you know, all that stuff. You know, she used to be the hot chick. Now right. she's, you know, she's the MILF or not so MILFy. I don't know. Yeah. It has to wear. Yeah, it has to. I, I was on uh, TMZ's uh, Instagram page where they post a video about all this and I was reading the comments and a lot of people were saying how Hollywood, they, you know, you're hot when you're hot and then they'll spit you out and, you know, and someone 56 years old that's not so hot anymore, not so relevant anymore, how this can happen. And so, you know, I think that's why it's important to be grounded in yourself and not in your career. And, and, that's and not, true. Yeah. Because that's you remember happened. our friend, you remember our friend uh, Denise Matthews, formerly known as Vanity. She mm-hmm. was a hot chick, yeah. and Hollywood ran her through, and she got on drugs and everything, and she ran screaming to the Lord and changed, yeah. totally turned her life around. And she, she too, was, when she passed, 56. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the age, the 50s, going into 60s. You know, you're not so beautiful anymore. You don't really have that career anymore, and, you know, where are you? Yeah, you got to be grounded, rooted in yourself, and... and Definitely seek help if you if you are struggling with mental health issues or depression, seek help. There's there are people out there that can help you help you turn it around. And 
We don't want people going through all this kind of stuff. It has to be embarrassing. 56 years old, you know what I mean? But that's what I was about to say. You know, that's mm-hmm. probably why a lot of people don't go get help that way because it is embarrassing. Well, I'm saying more so embarrassing that we're reading stories like this as opposed to you checking in the rehab. This is or true. But, you know, e- e- ego's a bitch. You know, yes. e- ego, ego does things to people. That's true. That's true. Well, hopefully she gets the help she needs. All right, so last story, Meek Mill. Um... So the hearing is over, and Judge Brinkley did not make make a ruling on okay me getting a new trial. So apparently he he went to court today, uh, ready to fight to continue to fight for a new trial, which could mean he goes free. But that's if his legal team can uh, change Judge Janice Brinkley's mind. Now before he went to court for the hearing, uh, Meek addressed the crowd of supporters rallying outside the Pennsylvania courthouse. The rapper thanked them for sticking with him and allowing him to spend Father's Day with his son and vowed he would continue fighting for wrongly convicted inmates. He's, that's what he's um, turned his platform into after all this has happened to him. Um, he's, he's, tried, he's been on different talk shows with his attorney fighting for wrongly convicted inmates. But anyway, of course, he uh, got his only goal, battles of fight right now. Judge Brinkley is expected to hear evidence before deciding if Meek uh, should get a new trial due to to the, to the arresting officer being at the center of a police corruption scandal. Now, mm-hmm. up to this point, she dug her heels and refused, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, they're just reporting that she did not make a ruling yet. Most reports describe the hearing as contentious. Now, apparently she, um, people have been kind of side-eyeing this attorney. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you watch Wendy Williams, but she, you know, they did their research on her. And apparently she wanted to be an actress back in the day. They had footage of her in some movie. Um, but, you know, of course she's gone on and become this judge. But they said that she's done things like trying to get too close to Meek, requesting favors from him, and she's been very hard on him. Um, but so that's why he's trying not only to, you know, get himself off, but also to help others who are wrongly uh, wrongly in prison. What do you thought? She needs, to do, she needs to do the right thing and then become his friend. Right. Right. Do the right thing. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's oh. oh uh, I don't know who this guy is. Um, he's a twenty-year-old rapper. Um, I'm trying to get his name. Anyway, he he's he was killed. Um, in Miami, he was found dead in in his car, and there's actually video footage, which is very sad. His name is. X X X Tension. No, not not the rapper with all the tattoos on his face. Yeah, him. Yeah, he was found. He oh wow, he was found uh, killed in his car in Miami. Uh, I think today, tonight or today. Um, but it's sad. It's sad. I mean, I remember we had Aaron. What's his name? Aaron, the actor from um, Spears. Beautiful. Yeah, Aaron Spears. Aaron Spears. Yes, and he mm-hmm. said, "What happened to us just getting in fights and then laughing about it years later?" We'll have to be shooting mm-hmm. each other and killing each other. You know what I mean? And it's just sad. I mean, a life at 20 years old gone for what? You know what I mean? So, and, but and, I, I, mm-hmm. and, I'm sorry. Just to talk a little bit more about what Aaron said because the tail end of part of that is the part that punched me in the gut. You know, people don't fight anymore. Not mm-hmm. saying that fighting is good, but, you right, know, right. it used to be a point in time where we went out in the street and we fairly scrapped it up, and however that ended is how it ended. Now mm-hmm. people are killing people. And what he said was, you know, back in the day when you went out in the street and scrapped it up, 
however it ended, it ended, and you went on to live another day. Right. Now you do it, and, and then later on you might piece it up, and that person you fought becomes your best friend. I've mm-hmm. had a couple friends that way. Yeah. Now if you go out in the street, you're shot, you're dead. That's the end of it. It's final. There's nothing exactly. else after that. Exactly. One life is gone. The other one is in jail. So two lives are destroyed. Mm-mm-mm. Well, our thoughts and prayers would definitely go out to his family, his friends, and his fans um, all over the world. He, 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 he was a... Um, he was a, 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 a sort of a, like a wild child. He he lived on the edge, so I'm curious to hear about like what happened. I, I want to know more about how he left this earth, because he 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 was a bit out there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, listen, Chief K. Um, guess I'll see you in movie reviews. <laughs> yes, see sir. <laughs> and later in the show, we welcome the very talented Raheem. Uh, Brazil. <laughs> I was on my memory today. Ryan Brazil. Very talented guy. You'll hear his story later on the show. We'll be right back after this. Your love is showing me my past. My heart belongs in your grasp. I only see you underneath your love. Without your kiss My life dripping from your lips I'm nowhere from the bite Fire burn under 
every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And as I'm falling down I feel you lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to He's a singer, songwriter, rapper, and businessman. He also is a radio host. 
Now, tonight he's here to tell us more. Please help me welcome the very talented Raheem Brazil. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And we definitely appreciate you for taking time out your schedule. So listen, take us to the beginning. How did it all start for you? When did you get this passion for our music? Uh, I I began uh, my passion for music, I think, is where I initially had the, uh, the, uh, the interest in music. Uh, my dad uh had actually bought me a keyboard and ever since I got this little uh cheap keyboard that he got me, I'll never forget it. I played that thing till the keys came off, man. <laughs> like I, just, I just kept playing it and playing it and, you know, um taught myself how to play keys and it just went from that to writing songs, from writing songs to uh uh rapping. Um I started rapping before I started singing. Yeah, really. A lot of people don't know that. Um <laughs> So I started doing that, and, um, man, it just took off from there. I just became, like, this artsy person, and I just loved everything about the arts, you know? Right. And you're from Baltimore, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I... I be more Maryland. Be more. Be more. I'm from Richmond, VA, so <laughs> that DMV area. <laughs> oh. There you go. So you you started a, a, a... You got a music partner and a group member, um, and then you all relocated to Atlanta. Tell us about that. that that's correct. Uh, well, uh, I used to be in a uh, duo called Image, and uh, okay. it was me and my best friend. We uh, we started this duo, and uh, we did shows all around Baltimore. And uh, before we uh, actually left, we we uh, you know had a plan to you know move and bring the group down here. And um, one thing led to another. We ended up moving to Atlanta, and uh, you know, we were still doing the music thing, and uh, from then, man, I just, I don't know, I, I, I guess we were going in two different directions, you know, yeah. I started rapping more, and I started uh, to really develop my sound, because um, I think that's, that was missing from my part of the package, is, uh, you know, developing my own sound, and, um, you know, um, once I got that uh, in the works, then um, I just kind of, like, became this solo act you know yeah and, um, yeah you know it just it just worked so yeah most definitely uh, i went with that most definitely so was it was it difficult leaving a group going solo or what was it an easy transition for you how did that go for you oh uh, it was definitely uh i wouldn't say it was difficult but it it was uh it was some um you know, uh, slight feedback from that. I mean, we we kind of had our um, our differences uh, mm-hmm. when it came to you know separating and um, everything because we had always been together. You know, right. we had always performed together. So I mean, on my end, it, it was kind of nursing to go there and just be select uh, and perform. And on his end, he's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now? I've always been in the group. Right. Um, so um, I just explained. Uh, just like I explained to him, is just when an artist is trying to develop themselves, you know, sometimes you go in a direction where you have to grow and you have to really develop yourself as an artist. And where our music was was not the same place where I wanted to be in my head. So I wasn't really giving it my all. and wasn't right, really yeah. giving it my fullness because it's not. It wasn't. I wasn't attached to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't 
don't ever want to do any type of music that I'm not attached to because it, then it's just like um, I have a hobby instead of a passion. Exactly. So, um, you know, we had our little um, disagreements in the beginning, and um, but all in all, we still support each other. And, uh, you know, he come to my shows and everything. And, That's um, a good thing, yeah. Work together and, yeah. So, I mean, we got over the little hump, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about progression. Exactly. So, um, really um, making those sacrifices. And sometimes you have to leave the camp in order to, you know, make something of yourself just so, it, just so you can come back and help the camp. Right. You can't really help the right. camp if you're in the camp sometimes. So um, that's that's just kind of where my mindset was, man. And I just had an urge to just, you know, really develop and grow as a, um artist and as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And Atlanta obviously is a, is a big music scene. Uh, you moved here in 2011. What were some, what were some of the things that, you know, you kind of went through or, or experienced, you know, in the music industry out here? Um, well, the, the scene was very different for me. The sound is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Atlanta focus, uh, a lot of art, artists down here focus heavily on trap music. Right, <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah. I'm not a trap artist by a long shot. Uh, I do listen to, listen to trap music, but I'm not a trap artist. And um, I'm also not a gangster rapper. Right, So right. that was... That was uh, one of the things where I had to decide, okay, if I'm going to be something different, if I'm going to really tell my art in its purest form, then I have to, you know, not be afraid in, uh, to express exactly how I feel on a track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it, it was just about me. Um, the struggle came when it came to, okay, people listen to my sounds. I was, okay, that's different. Right. But right. Um, also just trying to, Find and finagle my way into the market in um, order to gain the fan base because I think that has been not a struggle, but it that has been the most uh, for any independent artist. Yeah, that's a uh, challenge, right? Yeah, to, yeah, it's a challenge trying to grow a fan base, especially when the majority listen to a certain collective. Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, we know how the internet's changed the game with social media and everything. Uh, how 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 have you grown fans outside of Atlanta? How have I grown fans? Because <laughs> you definitely well, have. <laughs> well, um, um, to be honest, most of my fans came after I was on a popular series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, um, I was on a series called About Him. And um, from that, I... Uh, took my music along with that journey. Right, yeah. So yeah. I used that as the perfect platform to push my music out there, to push my performances out there. And, and uh, I did a, uh, in 2016, I did a, um, a mini tour and things like that. So okay. I was I was able to gain fans in different, in different parts of the U.S. And mm-hmm. my goal is, is to kind of, out of the U.S. and really go international because I, I believe I have an international sound. Yeah, so I'm really yeah. um, trying to go far and beyond the walls of the United States, you know, and just touch touch people everywhere. I mean, I have fans in Bahamas and Brazil and uh, uh, what are some other places? It's, it's so many different places. Right, right, yeah. A, a masses type of thing. I, I'm, I'm trying to reach the masses, you know. 
Yeah, um, most definitely. Uh, most of my fans are, are in the United States, and most of them are in Atlanta. Um, so I'm just trying to go beyond that, you know. One one cool thing I thought that I read about you started um, 2011 um, a real a real I'm sorry a real foundation. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> you didn't did your research. I did my research. <laughs> you got to, you got to. <laughs> well, um, 2011, I got the inspiration to start a real foundation, and I, I've always been like a businessman at heart. I mm-hmm. just, back then, I just didn't know how to direct the passion of that. Right, so exactly. Going based off of what I just knew. So I knew I wanted to start something, and I knew I wanted to give back. I actually used to, before I moved down here and started that organization, uh, I used to work at this coffee shop, and every day after we we got rid of food, um, I was just, opposed to throwing it away, I was just taking it down to where all the homeless people would uh, right. be. Yeah. So that kind of like stirred up something in me and uh, to do that. Uh, so I started this uh, organization, it was called the Real Foundation, um, and we pretty much just started on our own incomes, and I would get my check in. I would go to the local grocery stores, and I would get a bunch of food and make sandwich bags or and make uh, other bags just so we can hand it out, and we would go out there. We would go talk to people, and we would go do surveys, and, you know, we would uh, go and um, assess the needs of the community, and um, we end up partnering with uh, the Norman Spurrow House Foundation, which was another foundation, and um, we started putting on uh, events for the nice. And nice. We did events, and I did the music portion, and I would bring the equipment, and she would do the food, and we would help each other out, and, you know, we fed over 500 people. and That's amazing. We had a lot of great success with that. Um, the, the only thing that stopped me was, not really having the business knowledge and make sure I have the paperwork in line. Right, which yeah. Is why I went back to school so I can do that. You know mm, what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all about growing for me. Exactly, exactly. And you know, as a, obviously, as you know, as an artist, you know, it's one thing to have the talent, but you have to have the business savvy to make sure, you know, you're able to maximize your success. Would you agree? That, that, I, I definitely agree because, I mean, just look at how many artists have been um, taken advantage of right. when it came to that music, and a lot of them sign a contract that they do not know what it says. They mm-hmm. don't even know how contracts operate. They right. don't even know how to, how, how to really assess a contract and say, okay, what are the stipulations, what's the obligations, what's my part, what's your part, mm-hmm. and how are we going to make this thing work in the best interest of both of us? Because a lot of record labels, a lot of companies were just pretty much having a contract that basically gave the artist no rights. So you yeah. didn't have the rights to your music. You didn't have the rights to a lot of yep. your lyrics and things like that. And then you you wake up one day and they drop you and you can't take none of the things. You can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It's messed up. Exactly. People weren't educated on on the business aspect, like you said, you know. So Yeah. Well, tell us about the Raheem Brazil show. The Raheem Brazil radio show. Radio show. Well, we, 
we we are streaming live every Monday and Wednesday on uh, the Hip Hop Joint Rap Radio, which mm-hmm. is a cluster radio media conglomerate. So, so um, cluster radio media hosts five different stations. Um, I'm just on one of them. It's called Hip Hop Joint Rap Radio. And my show, uh, the Raheem Brazil show, it just pretty much caters to the entrepreneur, the independent entrepreneur, the independent uh, uh, musician, anybody that's really trying to bring awareness to what they have going on. So stylists, uh, models, whoever. Um, And we also focus on a topic-based discussion when it comes to interacting with our fans. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a topic usually. Um, one or two topics uh, for those days, and we talk about the topics. We get people involved, get people to call in, and it's actually pretty. It's doing pretty good. Uh, we actually are raising the fan base. We are on Alexa, and um, it's, it's been a great platform um, for me because I came from radio before, um, which I used to work on B100 Radio, and okay. it's just a total difference because. I'm now able to host my own show, exactly. Things, you know, together in my own way, and it, and you know, and that's comfortable, and, and and it makes it a lot easier, a lot more fun. Right? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And when and when when can we listen to it? Um, it's every Monday and Wednesday from seven to nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome, awesome. And so, I know your fans are excited. We have new music coming this fall. Is that correct? Yeah, buddy, we got some new music. <laughs> what can you tell us about it? I took a break. I took a break with music. Uh, I think, yeah, it's been two years. Okay. I took a break, um, and I was focusing on building up my production company. So I was like, well, if I'm, I'm going to do that, I need to put the music down because at the time I really wasn't getting inspired anyway. So I was like, right. maybe this is not the be the right. So um, I took a break, and this year I was like, okay, I'm ready. I've been helping other people get their names out there. I've been helping pushing other people's career, and I don't want to be in the position to where though I'm getting left in the background because I'm pushing everybody else first. Exactly. Which is a great thing, but I can't forget that I'm also um, an inspiration to other people who have been waiting on my music, who who. who have been waiting so patiently on my music and right, yeah. say, where is the music? Mm-hmm. So um, it's been it's been a journey, man, and, and I'm really focusing this album to only express what I want to express and not focus on okay, will they like this or will they will they not like this? This is just about how I how do I feel? You know what I'm saying? So. And it's been coming good, and I'm almost done. I'm not quite done. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, it, it, hopefully by the fall we'll 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 have um, some things going, and uh, we get the album released and everything like that. So keep keep me keep me uh, keep your fingers crossed for that. <laughs> Most definitely. So how do you how do you if you look back to when you moved to Atlanta in 2011 to now as an artist, how do you feel you've grown? and uh, establish a sound and grown as an artist and who you are today as an artist? Um, well, I can definitely say I've grown tremendously, man. Uh, I remember when I first came here, I was highly depressed. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I was not in the best mental state at all. Yeah. And uh, a lot of my music was sad. 
because okay. of that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of my music was, was sad and, and was full of like, okay, why why you have a whole album full of sad stuff? So <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was it was definitely a, a trying time for me. But now when I look at it and um, I see how far I've come, right? In yeah. Amount, in this short amount of time, because I can honestly say it, it feels like a short amount of time, but time has just went past. Um, I, I'm truly blessed, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, some days I get in my I get in my feelings to where as though you know I'm not moving as fast as I would like, but then I have to look at it in a perspective of you are able to inspire so many people who look up to you that tell you every day that you inspire them, and for me, if I'm able to accomplish that on this level, then that is one of the greatest uh, feelings in the world because um, that's success to me. Right, exactly. Yeah. My idea of success has been changing Mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. My idea of what success looked like, what it feel like, and I'm like, wow, I'm able to inspire people in different facets, in different ways, and and they they are getting inspired to now put put practice to what what they want to accomplish in life. Right. Because of them watching me and them watching my transition and sometimes like I said I get in my feelings and I'm like well what's going on with me why I haven't I gotten to this place right yeah it's yeah. all the timing thing man it's all the time it is all the time yeah yeah I just try to remain patient and just try to know that you know what no matter how quickly I'm moving I'm inspiring somebody even if it's one person at a, in, in a, uh, at a time I'm inspiring exactly. somebody exactly well, tell everyone why they can keep up with you on social media. Man, y'all better follow me. Everyone's <laughs> still online. Uh, and that's one I, one I, no E, so it's R-A-H-I-M, Brazil, like the country, online. Um, also, you can follow the Raheem Brazil Show. If you want to uh, listen to the station, make sure you're tuning in, you know, Monday and Wednesday, man. And uh, I'm always here, so check me out, Raheem Brazil, just put in Raheem Brazil. I pop up somewhere. You know, he, 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 he the cute one with the nice smile. Oh God! <laughs> Listen, man, thank you so much for taking time out your schedule. Again, Raheem Brazil. For more information, you can go to our website as well, thestevennightshow dot com. I wish you continued success. I can't wait to hear the new music and just keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Most definitely, man. Will do. All right. All right. Listen, we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And we'll be right back after this. All right. Thank you. Chasing, but 
Make sure you guys catch the episode and watch Boston and Philly online now. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Chike, looks like you're holding down movie reviews solo. So go ahead and take it away. On my own. On your own. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, 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 yes. So I didn't go see Incredibles because I just knew that Adam saw Incredibles and he was going to have that and then I was going to see something else. I'm sure he saw it anyway, but I'm going to see it this weekend coming up. Don't tell him, though. <laughs> so the film that I saw was the new Superfly, Superfly 2018. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, the original Superfly um, premiered back in the 70s. It was kind of sort of – not kind of sort of. It was in that black exploitation era of, of film – um, very uh, gaudy, very uh, high budget, and it was the story of a drug dealer who's trying to have one big score so he can get out of the game. So the new version of Superfly stars Trevor Jackson. Uh, you may know Trevor Jackson from um, ABC's American Crime. He was the uh, Regina uh, King's son in the mm-hmm. first one. That was That's Trevor Jackson. He was a lot younger than though. Um, he's also on Grownish, right? Now. Say that again? I think he's also on Grownish, too. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Trevor Jackson, Rick Ross, um, Big Boy, our friend Michael K. Williams, uh, uh, gospel artist Lucrae, uh, Isai Morales from Ozark on Netflix, and Jason Mitchell from The Shy. You also know him from the NWA movie, and Miss Lex Scott all round out the cast. And um, the film was directed by Director X. Director X is uh, of Canadian descent, and he does uh, Canadian films and music videos. To be totally honest, I've never heard of Director X before until this movie. Um, I'm sorry, and I'm in film, and I haven't heard of him. Not <laughs> saying that he's not relevant. I'm just saying that he didn't reach my radar. Um, but he did a pretty good job. I, I think this is a pretty good movie. Um, it's it's super fly for the now generation. It takes place in Atlanta. Everything is, is rich, is stylish. Everything is trendy. Uh, I think that the millennials would really appreciate this movie. I don't know how the people that remember the old Superfly would appreciate this movie because everything's updated. And right, it's yeah. not Harlem. It's Atlanta. There was a big difference with um, – New York, um, and the first movie in New- with New York, location is always the other character. And Harlem was a character of the first movie, just like Atlanta is a character of this movie. Um, I think uh, Atlanteans would appreciate this movie because it's home. It's about yeah. home. Hey, so, to, <laughs> to <laughs> kind of compare this movie to something else that people could possibly relate to, so Director X is kind of sort of like a Hype Williams type. I'm not going to say that he is like Hype Williams, but he's a Hype Williams type, whereas though he did uh, small films and music videos, Hype Williams did um, music videos and small films, then he did Belly. And Belly is like a cult classic of the African-American hip-hop community. Mm-hmm. So people still watch Belly. I think that Superfly 2018 is like the Belly of now. So okay. check okay. it out. Um, I, I would say catch a matinee, check it out. You can't <laughs> wait for it to come home. Um, but it's worth seeing. 
Um, it's up to you if you want to spend the top dollar to go see it. But I say go see it on a matinee. Check it out. And the reason I say check it out, we have to support people that are making an effort to bring us films like this. Exactly. So let Director X know you like what he's doing so he'll get more films to do and he can grow and get better. Um, yeah, we need some more big-budget African-American films. We definitely do. We definitely do. Definitely do. Anything coming out of the pipeline? Oh, we got the Ant and Ant-Man and Wasp coming out. Um, mm. You know, I'm all over Mission Impossible. Yeah. And, of course, this weekend is Jurassic World. Okay. So there's some good some blockbuster hits coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's summertime, man. Yeah. It's the time to spend that money. <laughs> oh, and speaking of movies, I have shameless plug. Please check out Mercy yes. on Amazon Prime streaming now. And yes. if you see the chocolate fellow that looks like GK in it, it is me. Check it's it out. It's and him. make sure to give me a five star. Give us exactly. that five star so we can continue to put content out there as well. I agree. I agree. And congratulations again for getting that up there. Um, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out tonight. I'm gonna check After the show, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Thank you. And, and let me know. And make sure you give me that star and let me know what you think. Actually, you can review it next week on the show. I'll do that. Uh, it's a deal. It's All a right. deal. <laughs> okay. All right, GK. Well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our money on, what not to. Have a great week. Absolutely. I'll talk to you next, next week. All right. All right. Right back after this. Filled with large amounts 
call, no I won't call, that's a message to you brought Bitch I'm a dog, see I'm married to the game I said I do, since then shit ain't been the same I leveled up Stephen Knight Show. Janera, how's it going? Great, Stephen. How are you? I can't complain. Can't complain. How is uh, Father's Day for Robbie and, and your dad? 
Oh, it was it was perfect. Uh, I worked like a slave, and it'll never happen again. But well, maybe next year, maybe next year. But yeah, uh, you know, they yeah. I, I guess they deserve it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, you got some good stuff for us. Let's go ahead and take it away. I do, I do. Um, so, uh, as you guys know, as we just talked about, um, Father's Day was yesterday, and I know many people uh, actually forgot. You know, sometimes these types of days te- uh, tend to sneak up on us. So I have a, a lot of sales for for everyone. Um, some of the sales are still going on for people who may not have been able to get a Father's Day gift for their dad or even themselves. So, you know, I'll just go ahead and get started. Um, Saks Fifth Avenue, I know that sounds expensive, but um, all of the items in the store are not. Um, they are having a sale, and you can, if you shop there now, you can get 25% off select Michael Kors items just for him. So, like I said, they're still carrying over the um, the Father's Day sale. Uh, Neiman Marcus Last Call is also still having having their Father's Day sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 65% off with select designers. Shutterfly.com is also still having their Father's Day sale, um, and if you shop there now, you can get a free photo book. Plus, you can get um, 50% off of of everything on on their in you know in their online store. So that's 50% off of tons of items. Um, Nordstrom Rack is having a Dooney and Berg sale. So if you shop there now, you can save. Uh, Gap is having a family event. So this is like their little way of having their Father's Day event. Um, if you shop there now, you can get 40% off of your purchase. Plus, you can get an extra 10% off when you use your uh, your Gap, Banana Public, or Old Navy credit card, it's all one company. So if, if you use that credit card, you can get an extra 10% off. Now, this is an online-only sale, so to take advantage of it, you have to use code BEST, B-E-S-T, at checkout. Uh, today is the last day to shop Nine West um, and get an extra 40% and get up to 40% off of your purchase. Uh, Steve Madden is also having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get, you can get 30% off of select items, plus uh, you can get free shipping um, on your online order. So if you're shopping online, of course, in order to take advantage of that uh, free shipping, of course, it would have to be an online order. Uh, and for the online order, uh, for the 30% off, you have to use code GET30 at checkout. Old Navy is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 50% off of your entire purchase. Banana Republic is also having a sale, and you, and you can get 40% off of your purchase plus an extra 20% off of your purchase whenever you use your um, whenever you use your your credit card. Uh, Victoria's Secret is having a semi-annual sale, and if you shop there now, you can save up to 60% on over 1,900 items. Uh, the Limited is having a sale also. Um, if you shop their clearance items, you, you, they, their clearance items are starting at just $9.99. And last but not least, uh, Gap Factory is having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can get 20% off of select items for a total savings of 70% off of your purchase. Wow. And that's wow, wow, wow. Yeah, a lot, a lot, lot. of good stuff going on. <laughs> and they can find all yep. that at com, correct? They surely can. They surely can. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Janera. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday. All right. It's my pleasure. All right. Right back after this. All right. I just want to help you to wake up 
It's not your day, oh. Call me for just don't have to stress, girl, about that mess in your office. Cause I know that John at work been irking you. She mad, she ain't get that promotion too. She mad, she don't look as good as you. Oh, got a man as good as you do, 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 do. Baby, I got, baby, I got you, 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 you. I'ma take you places you've never been to. Right now, lay there, I'ma stare at you. Cause I ain't never seen something so beautiful. And I wanna take real good care of you. for tuning in. Special shout out to Raheem Brazil for joining us. Go to our website at stevennightshow.com for more information about him and how you can hear his show, listen to his music, and all his other projects. Have a great week, and uh, talk to you next Monday. Good night. Good night.
hands on me. Everything. 